With every heartbeat in my chest, Lord, I surrender all that I have. The days yet to come, the days in the past, I am giving you all that I am. With lifted hands, with lifted hands. These are the words of a song by artist Ryan Stevenson outlining what it means to go before God in worship. What does it feel like? How do we do it? In a short while, Lance and I, along with the guests, will continue an ongoing series and hit the gym yet again to discuss how we can build and utilize another spiritual muscle. This time, let's feel the holy burn with worship. Lance Howery. Kind of like a rabbit's foot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if our first five podcasts are lucky. <laughs> Do you ever we had any, I don't know if we'll have any views. I don't know. Zane Potter. And let, let's, let's be honest here. It's not exactly five-star media. This is Men in Armor. Good. Dude. It's all good. Dude. What is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another installment of Men in Armor. Get ready to put on your breastplates and your chain mail. Don your sword, sharpen them up. I am one of your hosts, Zane Potter. Uh, welcome to the show. Across from me is... Our other fabulous host, Lance Howery. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Having a good day. Yeah? You keeping warm? Mm, yeah, it's pretty cold now. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just listening to our episode five where we talked about it being 103 degrees. And today it was like... During maybe, episode five? Yeah. Six. Episode six. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Doesn't seem like that long ago. I know. Anyway. Let's introduce our third yeah, person here today. Third presence in the room. Yeah. Cody Stelling. What's going on? Thanks how's how's it going, Cody? Oh, it's going. I'm trying to stay warm as well. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cold out. It is. I mean, it's not 30 like it was this weekend. No. No. Yeah, 30 or 40. I can't really tell the difference. It's just cold. Yeah. <laughs> With that wind, it feels like 19 or something. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, what what's going on in your life, Zane? Uh, not a whole lot. Just... Uh, Working my life away. You know oh, yeah? How it is. Yeah? Going yeah. to school? How's school going? Oh, I mean, I go every Saturday. It's just it's technical math. I mean, they just pretty much make up a degree oh. for us to go get. Sounds like it's really and, a, uh, really great. <laughs> well, actually, we're going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to be going to WSU Tech. We're going to Butler right now, but they're having us go to WSU Tech this next semester. Okay. So... Um, I don't know what all that's going to entail yet, but I do know we're going to be taking uh, construction Spanish. That's an actual thing. Wow. So that'll be interesting. Pick yeah. up some, pick up a little bit of a new skill. Construction Spanish is specific. Yeah. I, it, that's, that's what I heard. Huh. I, I mean, but that would be kind of neat. Yeah. Get to learn some new words. I took two and a half years of Spanish 
um, in high school, and uh, I don't remember hardly anything. <laughs> I might be able to count if to you 10. Don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. Because yeah. I took two years of German and two years of Arabic, and I can't remember hardly anything. Wow. <laughs> no habla espanol. Uh, did you take any languages, Cody? Mm, uh, I think in high school I may have taken one a Spanish class, but I don't even remember. Yeah. Actually, I think because I'm I'm significantly older than you guys, so I don't think um, it was re- it wasn't a requirement for me. So I think I only yeah. took it in middle school. Yeah. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, Spanish. I think I was gonna say I think most high schools now require a foreign language credit. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. down the line, it wasn't required whenever I was going. Yeah. Now, significantly, I gotta, I gotta dive into this. Significantly older than us. Yeah. Um, we can take a shot at Brandon, who was on a couple of episodes right. ago, because he's he's actually older. <laughs> he's yeah, he is older, which is exciting. So Cody and Brandon and me are in a life year together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 there for the long time, I thought I was the oldest, and then because Brandon looks younger. He yeah, he looks so like he's. He looks pretty young yeah, in does. his twenties. Yeah, because he's all clean shaven and everything, yeah. and so he looks a lot younger. And then whenever I realized he was older than me, I was pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel old or something? No, I, I feel really young actually, considering all that I've, I've been through. I, I feel pretty young. I I have some bad back issues and some yeah. bad knees, but other than that, I I feel pretty good. So. Are you willing to share? With, I mean, I've just met you for the first time. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so I was in I was in the military for ten years. Did two deployments: one in Iraq in two thousand eight, and then in Afghanistan in two thousand eleven. And um, just did a lot of. I was in the infantry, so we did a lot of road marches and a lot of uh, patrols and that sort of thing. So oh. my knees are definitely um, old man's knees. Well, thank yeah. you for your service. I, it was, it was, I'm glad to do it. So I'd do it all again if I could. <clears throat> So, uh, Cody, to be forewarned, we do have, it's required that we talk about superheroes at least once every episode. I love superheroes. I was actually contemplating because I knew you guys love superheroes. I almost wore my Captain America shirt. Oh, man. You should have. Yeah. Lance would be the odd man out. I'm wearing my Superman shirt right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could have thrown the Flash shirt. Man. Yeah. We had a trifecta going. Yeah. The only, uh, the only... Where area we might disagree on superheroes is I don't believe that Batman's a superhero. Really? What? Yeah. Are you kidding I'm me? I'm serious. How? He's a crime fighter. He has, has no superpowers. He's rich. He can do well, now, some martial arts now, and whatnot. Wait a minute. Canonically, his physical uh, training regimen is scientifically would kill the average man. Hmm. Well, I didn't know that. So, and and he is act. I think he's actually technically classified as certifiably insane because hmm. he separates the Batman persona from the Bruce Wayne persona. So you think nobody that has like superpowers is nobody? A superhero. That, nobody that. So like Hawkeye. Have... So Hawkeye is not a superhero. No. Okay, so Green Arrow is not a superhero. No, I don't. I don't know that much about Green Arrow. Hawkeye, I do know well, from obviously they all the have Avengers. like uh, abilities. I, I don't know. I would consider them superhuman. Yeah. Well, there's a, there was a. Sh- I mean, like the, the ability to shoot shoot a bow yeah. and arrow that well. I mean, that's got to be. Yeah, there might be some gray area. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. I've been on this. I've been on this this Batman no superhero bandwagon for a long time, and I don't see myself getting off of it anytime soon. Hmm. Batman's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. You know why? He, why? Because he doesn't have superpowers. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like him. I'm just saying I don't think he's a superhero. Hmm. That's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You would you disagree, Zane? Well, I mean, 
I would consider him a superhero just because, you know, there's only one like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he can elevate himself beyond all others, then it's pretty yeah definitive of a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, I do like, um, so like Captain America, for example, he wasn't born with his gifts. They were, yeah. They were given yeah. to him. Right. And, um, you know, he's got, I guess you would say, superhuman strength and speed and right. endurance and all that good stuff. So I would classify him as a superhero. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got super strength. And, yeah. yeah. So who is your favorite, then? My favorite, I'd say Captain America is probably my yeah. favorite. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it's the soldier aspect for me, because he's a soldier. Yeah. So I think that's probably it for me. He's probably one of my favorite characters in the MCU, like yeah. in, the, in the universe. Mm-hmm. I will say that the Winter Soldier is probably my favorite movie. Yeah, that's probably my favorite one out of all. Mm-hmm. Is Winter Soldier. I kind of just like his whole attitude and, mm-hmm. um, just kind of his persona that he gives off. Yeah. 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 Probably though, overall superhero wise, like the Flash, one of my favorite, just mm-hmm. speed and mm-hmm. time travel. I love those type of things. Right. I love time travel. Yeah, Zane don't like time travel. <laughs> I think it's a cop out for everything. It's dumb. <laughs> it's complicated though. I love. Yeah. so complicated. I will say the Endgame. Endgame did it pretty well. Yeah. I like yeah. the way they did. They it. changed the way we think about time travel a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. So since we're talking about superheroes, let's go into. Uh, the whole new thing that was launched yesterday, which is Disney Plus. You guys, have you guys signed up for it yet? No, no. Yesterday, mm-hmm. you mean like two months ago? No, it came out yesterday. Yeah, since we're in like the new year. Oh, <laughs> you mean your, you mean your your joke that we're this, this is actually we're recording this eleven fourteen. Eleven fourteen, and it's coming out. This should should come out as long as I do everything right. January seventh, so it should yeah. be it should be out that day. Yeah, but it's, no, yeah, we dabbled a little bit in Disney Plus yesterday. That was pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. Watching... Uh, you and Reagan? No. Actually, my sister. Okay. Yeah. she We were watching Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Uh-huh. It felt like Saturday morning. That was really <laughs> weird. But, uh, no, it was pretty cool. They, they got everything on there. Oh, yeah. I never realized how much stuff, you know... I always knew Disney owned half the world, but, I mean, I didn't... Some, I was like, that's a Disney thing? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, uh, the rookie with what's-his-name? Um, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Uh, Remember the Titans is on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that, that was all Disney stuff. I didn't know Avatar was really. I didn't think about it. I didn't it. know that either. Yeah, I saw yeah. Avatar on there too. I didn't know that Disney owned ESPN for the longest time. Really? Disney owns yeah. ESPN? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you can actually get a deal if you want Hulu, ESPN Plus, and um, Disney Plus. You can get like one of them for free. Mm. So you get like a bundle deal. So it's a pretty good deal. I actually got a whole year for free for being a um, Verizon customer. Yeah. So that was awesome. Hmm. So I got to try it for free. So what if you, so my biggest thing with Disney Plus is I don't want to get it because I don't want to lose Hulu Plus TV because I've got the Hulu Live TV, whatever. Mm -hmm. Would you? So would you lose the Live TV if you got Disney Plus? Because I know they offer it in a package. They offer it in a package. Mm -hmm. Like like the Disney Plus is $6.99. And so I think you can do an add-on, but I don't know that you can do their bundle deal and then you might be able to still upgrade your tv back to the deal i'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how it works because yeah. well, it's going to be a lot different because i think they're kind of <clears> integrating <throat> all three systems and i'm not sure yeah. they're supposed to be all one login they're supposed to be kind of mm-hmm. seamless yeah 
I, I haven't tried it yet. Because what I'm excited for is the Mandalorian. Oh, oh yes. so do you guys Star Wars fans? Oh yeah. yes. So yes. it was. Did you see it yet? No, not yet. It was awesome. I'm thinking about diving in there once I get home. So tonight. is it a series or is it a movie? It's a, it's series. a series. Yeah. And, and, and what's different about Disney Plus, which is really crazy, is they are doing. Um, they're kind of getting rid of the uh, binge watching. Yeah. Because it comes out weekly. Mm-hmm. So really? all their shows are going to be coming out weekly instead of. That actually be kind of nice. Um, you like that? Yeah, because, well, because I mean, you know, you go through like ten episodes in a day mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're having a lazy day, and right. then you got there's nothing left, <laughs> and you wasted a whole day right doing nothing. I will say I did do that to the Jack Ryan series. Yeah, season two. Mm-hmm. There was only eight episodes. I watched it two of the first night, six of the next day, and was disappointed not in the show but in the fact that it was already over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. The Mandalorian, awesome. Is it canon? Do you know if it's canon or not? I don't know. Because I know a lot of Star Wars stuff. They there's stuff that's canon and there's stuff that's not canon to the you know to the movies. Is what I'm saying. What do, you, what do you mean? Like, so the Star Wars universe, the six movies. Well, I guess what is it? Nine. Nine, nine movies. Almost now. nine. Nine in December. Yeah. So nine movies. Well, technically, you got Rogue One and yeah, new whatever the other so spinoff. 11, Solo. Yeah. So the, all that is canon. Meaning that that's that's the universe, and so like the Clone Wars, that TV series, mm-hmm. the animated series, that's all canon to that universe, right? So the original established universe, when something uh, contributes to that universe, that's classified as canon. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I be- I think it might be. Um, I think they kind of try to do that with all their shows. Yeah, but and, and movies. It's an interesting storyline. I don't want to give it away. Um, anybody that hasn't seen it, and you. You gotta go see it. The, mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. the ending. Oh so my how many goodness. episodes are? Is it just one? Only one, but tomorrow launches the second episode, and then it'll be every Tuesday. Maybe I should so. wait till tomorrow then. Because mm. it looks pretty cool. It. it was I good. love the whole bounty hunter. Yes. Like mm-hmm. lone wolf thing. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta get Disney Plus. You gotta get yeah, it. I know. Yeah. Well, well, and what's cool is it's got like almost. It doesn't have every one yet of the uh, Marvel MCU movies, as far as I could see. It was missing some. Um, I don't know if that's just because of uh, their Netflix tie-up because yeah. they had a contract with Netflix, mm. um, and so right. they might be coming. But they have in-game and yeah, like the latest ones, yeah. and then some I of mean, the beginning ones. I I I felt so uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Self uh, conflicting. Yeah. Yesterday, because I was really. Upset about the whole Disney Yeah, you were thing. upset about it. I was wondering if you were coming because, in. Because, no, see, the thing is, we're not paying for it. Okay. My, I hope the FBI is not listening. But my sister's friend gave her her password. <laughs> okay. So that's how she got it. Password <laughs> sharing. So we can I talk about like, that, too. Man, I really hate, I hate this greed that they've got going, but there's some neat stuff on here. Yeah. Well, you know... I, I don't... I disagree with you a little bit, because I, I think... I mean, obviously, they're trying to make more money, but... If they seriously come in and create a better product than Netflix or a better product than, um, I don't know, Amazon or uh, honestly Apple TV that just came yeah. out, which is I think crap. Well, it doesn't bother um, me that they they're trying to make money. I mean, it's it's a business. I mean, that's what free market capital. I think you were is. upset because they were going to lock in some of the MCU stuff, and you got to you. And they actually came out that, the other day. If you do not see these shows, you're going to be lost in the movies. See, that's what bothers me. It's like. All, they're trying to put you in a position where you have, if you want to follow how this stuff works, you have to buy it. 
Yeah. And that ticks me off. It's stuff like that. It's, I mean, uh, that's, that's, I don't know. That kind of sounds like racketeering to me. If I'm using the Yeah. So Cody, I don't know if you know, but they're going to have like Loki, like a show for Loki, yep, Hawkeye, I saw that. I saw that, um, yeah. the WandaVision, um, and what's a couple of the others? Now, a couple more. Now, are they going to stay on ESPN Plus, like past their You mean air Disney, date? Disney Plus? Or what did I say? ESPN uh, Plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, Disney Plus. Are they going to stay past their air date, or are they once they air, are they going to like disappear? And no, they're going to stay. No, they're going to stay. Okay. So, so if if I wait six months or a year to get Disney Plus, I'll still be able to watch all the shows to yeah. catch up. Yeah, but yeah. you 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 will be ruined by our talk on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to give spoiler warnings up. Yeah, spoiler alert. And spoiler alert. That, that way, I skipped that way a minute. Can... Skipped a minute seven where yeah. we stopped talking no, about this. I don't. Since we pre-record these, I don't think we should give spoiler alerts because I mean they come out like a month after we record, so or two. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, if you're because there's a there's a uh, statute of limitations on yeah. spoilers. You know, yeah. once you've after like a year or so, I think on the Mandalorian, it's got really good reviews so far yeah. though, which I was I was pleasantly. Excited about it's probably one of the only ones I see that's new yet though. Yeah. Like all the other stuff's kind of old stuff. It's a Disney catalog. Um, they have some other new shows on there, but I just now is this does this I guess post date Boba Fett and Django Fett because that's his mm-hmm. bounty yeah. hunter, right? Yes, yes. I'm curious about that too. It's yeah. post. I believe it's post. Okay, so I, it's way after. I believe. Uh, does it take place during the current universe that we're in now? With Ray and I don't think so. Okay. Or like I don't think it. They're not gonna like tie it in. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be standalone. But is it during the same time period? I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Mm. It's cool either way. I and know. and the first episode will give a little bit of that away. But gotcha. okay, all right. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, I, we're digressing a lot. A lot. Um, let's dive in. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so, what are we talking about today, fellas? Talking about spiritual, like, so we've been doing this, like, well, actually, we did one episode, Spiritual Muscle Prayer. It's going to be an ongoing series. Right. So this is another spiritual muscle. And today we're going to be talking about worship. Yes. Uh, Let's kick it off with this quote that I've got from Chris Tomlin. Worship, where God isn't moved by the quality of our voice, but by the condition of our hearts. And I think that's going to be the... uh, the core of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Because I, I certainly think that worship is one of the aspects of my spiritual life where I lack the most. That's probably my weakest, weakest spiritual muscle is yeah. worship because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up in the church where, you know, you go to church and in the morning and they have everybody stand up and you just sing. I mean, same here. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no, it, it, uh, and there was moments where, you know, everybody was into it and everybody was moved. But more often than not, you're just singing because everyone else is singing or they told you to sing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it, and I, st- I still don't think I've really discovered a true state of worship, but no. maybe a few times in my life. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think we go to people, people make it so much about what are you doing on Sunday morning? How are you worshiping? Right. But I think that is farthest from what it truly is. Yeah, um, I think that is a a good thing for our hearts to go do. I think it's a good thing to um, build our spiritual muscle mm. 
and to express our love to God. But I think if we don't go in with the right heart, right, it's meaningless. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So I grew up, I grew up Lutheran. Yeah. So it was very much the same what you're talking about, Zane. It was very much scripted. Everything was scripted. You knew yeah. when to stand, when to sit, when to stand, when to sit. Um, the a lot of the like the communion on a communion Sunday, the script is different than on the other other Sunday. Um, and it was something that eventually I memorized almost everything about other than the hymns, which the hymns changed from Sunday to Sunday. But other than that, I basically memorized the script. The routine. Yeah, the routine. Yeah. And um, so that's how I grew up. And then I went to a Baptist uh, church camp when I was in middle school. And it was blew my mind. Was it Free Will Baptist? It was. It was Falls Creek down in Oklahoma City, yeah. down in Oklahoma. I was gonna say because Free Will Baptists are wild. And I mean, it's Pentecostal. I don't. I don't. I'm not really 100 percent sure. But they were. You know, we went to the tabernacle and did worship, and you know that was the first time I ever saw people raising their hands. Yeah. And actually crying during worship, and I was like, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, these people have so much passion. Yeah. All right, guys, so that, we had a technical difficulty there where uh, I forgot to plug the mics in. So um, sorry about the poor quality of audio. Um, we are I'm going to do some editing magic and try to make it a little better for the first half there. Hopefully it ends up being not too bad. But we're going to jump right back in here and uh, get going with the uh, mics plugged in. So, Cody, you want to finish your thought on that? Yeah, so um, I was talking about, you know, growing up Lutheran and then uh, going to a Baptist church camp for the first time and seeing um, just that outward expression of worship um, for the first time, and how it just kind of—it um, wasn't something that I was used to, and I was I was almost like, what are these people doing? Like, it was kind of weird, yeah. if, if that makes sense, just because I wasn't used to it. It wasn't something that I was just brought up to just have this outward expression of, of love, um, so— yeah, it was it was just something that was kind of shocking, and and I almost was like I almost, in a way, I was almost, um, kind of rejecting it if that makes sense, mm-hmm. rejecting that outward expression if that makes sense. Like like uh no, this isn't right. It's... Yeah, not necessarily mm-hmm. that. It was just it was just, I'm just I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna raise my hands. Yeah. I just, it was kind of a stubborn. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about it. Hmm. I don't know. I think the biggest pitfall for me is, you know, me and my dad are kind of the same way. We don't like drawing attention to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when I raise my hands, even when I feel like I need to or I want to, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm drawing attention to myself. Sure. And that's my biggest hang up is getting over the fact that it's not about me. Right. It's about, you know showing reverence right for god yeah and i and even then like i i don't i like i don't have to raise my hands yeah to do it so at in that same sense it's like do i want to raise my hands out of uh am i being genuine with right. that or or am i just doing it because i feel like i have to right so i think that's why it's one of my weakest spiritual muzzles sure sure yeah, for me, I, I I uh I raise my hands. I'm I'm all. You get into it. You dance around a little bit. I'm into it. You yeah. do a little jig. Yeah, um, I, I love to worship, and I don't know. It probably a little bit of my Pentecostal background. You know, going <laughs> maybe, to, um, kind of was the churches I grew up in a little bit, um, and uh, we just raised our hands and yeah. 
that's got got into it a little bit. You know, I actually, you know, to me, I just I I try to I am a little self conscious sometimes. Yeah. But I I try to just you know make it. I'm just worshiping God and yeah. lifting Him up. Yeah. Is it is it the Pentecostals that have a party pretty much? Yeah. I mean, you know, I like the church I did like the most part of my life wasn't like that. Like, I guess we kind of had it was a non denominational, but it kind of yeah. I think there's some roots in the Pentecostal. Yeah. But, um, the one I went to for about two or three years was definitely like that. A yeah. Lot. Well, I, I just know because like. Uh, I went to a church with my cousins one time, distant cousins. So this was this was a long time ago, and I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was Free Will Baptist, not one hundred percent sure. Might have been Pentecostal, but I swear to you, in the middle of worship, this lady ran up the aisle, like to the front <laughs> of the church, and sp- spread her arms out and fell flat on her back, and then got <laughs> back up and ran back to her seat. I kid you not. That is how it happened, and. It that, was, that's it probably was Pentecostal. surreal. It was surreal. <laughs> it was surreal. Well, you know, Pentecostal, you know, you get slain in the spirit. and Yeah, speaking in tongues and stuff. Yeah. Or... Anyway. But, yeah, so, like, that's how I was, to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Um, I I was that way, and even whenever I first just started attending Life Church, I was that way. Yeah. I was just, like, looking around during worship, and, like, I love to sing. I absolutely love to sing. My kids and my wife probably hate it, <laughs> but I love to sing. You get those so, Disney songs, going, right? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. So, so like I love singing during worship, you know, at Life Church. But I would always look around. I was like, I'm not raising my hand. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm just not going to do it. And then I don't know what it was. I think it was um, somebody said during the message. That raising your hands is an is an act of surrender. Mm-hmm. You're basically surrendering to to God, mm-hmm. and that really really resonated with me to the point where I was like, you know what? The only reason I'm not raising my hand, and this was me solely me, the only reason I'm not raising my hand is because I don't want people to look at me funny. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. And it was my yeah. own. It was yeah. my own. Um, just my own mindset around it, yeah. and and ever since I lost that, worship is my absolute strongest. Like yeah. when I'm worshiping, like that's when I feel the Holy Spirit with me the most. Um, and so I love worship. Like I do it in my car, I do it at church, I do it during Switch on Wednesday nights. Like I that's am, one of my favorite parts of it. Like I'm, serving at Switch and I'm, being able to have the worship yeah, time. I'm all about it now. Yeah. Um. I want to I want us to touch on a point though because so far we talked about uh, you know Sunday morning worship or you know singing singing that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's very important to understand that worship does not have to be uh, just singing well and it's, I don't think that it obviously is part of it well yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think it is really what it's about yeah um, I think it's about surrender mm-hmm. and what he was talking about you know like when you talk about raising your hands and surrendering during worship time at church, you know, it's about surrendering your heart to God. And I think it's about where your heart is. Yeah. What you're, what you're putting your heart into. Right. So, uh, what are some other things that you guys, and maybe you don't even realize that you do, but some other places and aspects of life that you worship? Money. Money. Well, you mean like, uh, you worship money? 
I think anything that we put a value above God is right. what we worship. Well, and that's another point we'll talk about. Well, what I mean is where what aspects of your life do you find yourself like praising or worshiping God other than just singing? Okay. Um sorry, I was going with other things that we worship, but we'll go to that later, I guess. <laughs> um I'm not following the outline. Uh probably other areas that I I worship God. Hmm. I don't know, this one's tricky. I guess uh I worship him by serving, serving definitely. Yeah, um, serving at the church, um, serving as a life group, uh, like a community leader. Um, so I think uh, serving other people is how I worship him. Yeah, so I think it's a form of worship. Yeah, what yeah, about I, th- you, I think a form of worship for me is um, with my kids. Okay. Also, Absolutely. so whenever I'm feeling an overwhelming sense of I really do have amazing kids. Like my kids are really, they, they love to serve. One of my kids serves at, at church. Um, the other one, uh, the other one who's not old enough to serve yet, he goes to connect at life church life kids. And he is very, very much into the message. He knows how to relate the message to actual life. And, so whenever I think about my kids and their growth spiritually and how blessed I am to have such great kids, I think that's another opportunity that I have to really worship. And when I, when I do worship in that moment, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely um, just a, a heart posture of I really do have so much love for my kids and, and how they're growing in their faith. So that's another way that I worship through my kids also. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd say... <clears throat> appreciating you know and, and and it's hard for me sometimes i mean it's really easy for us to look at you know all the bum deals we think we get in life but often seeing him you know in opportunities that he's given me in the past and really just really trying to remember and think about all the ways that he has protected me and had his hand over me in the mm-hmm. past and i mean uh, appreciating, I enjoy I enjoy nature a lot, and uh, I'll take my dog through the woods by my house and at my grandparents' place. And there's just I I see him everywhere, you know I see him everywhere. It's hard not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think stuff like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So obviously. Probably most of where we do our worshiping is Sunday morning, and probably we've already probably touched on this before. But is do you guys ever take a specific time to worship? Like, do you set a time other than maybe Sunday morning to? Well, I I, I want to put a counter argument out there because we just kind of talked about it. But I think if most of what if the, the most time that you worship is Sunday morning then I think you need to turn around a little bit. Yeah, because I think, probably. Because I think there's a lot more forms of worshiping God through our actions and what we do than just on Sunday morning. Yeah. And I think if we don't have the other things right the rest of the week, then Sunday morning's just lip service. Right. It's just going, acting like we are have our heart right if we're not worshiping throughout the week. Because I think worship is not just... 
like you said, we said it's not just singing. It's what we do. It's how we interact with people. It's the words we use. It's whether we're encouraging people or discouraging people. Um, it's whether we put hobbies above reading our Bible sometimes. Yeah. You know, I think it's good to have hobbies. It's cool to watch TV shows we were talking about earlier, you know, all the Disney Plus stuff we want to watch. But if we, you know, maybe it's better not to be able to binge stuff like that because we're probably <laughs> yeah. binging. That's probably worshiping, worshiping, worshiping that TV show when we could be. I mean, and I'm not like preaching from a pedestal here. I'm preaching to myself because I do that all the time. I binge watch TV shows when I probably could read my Bible a little more and um, pay more attention to my kids, pay more attention to my wife or, you know, stuff like that. I'm yeah. not saying it's all the time, but definitely sometimes. Well, and and I don't know. I guess this was a multifaceted question. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, if there's multiple ways to worship i mean do you take time like you know like for you with 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 your angling your fishing Mm -hmm. do you set a specific time not necessarily specific but you do you try to make it out say say you worship god that way appreciating nature and uh you know i got to go out and go fish every weekend Something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, I have to spend time with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I set a specific time. Because I think I think it's worship. Once you develop these, these spiritual muscles, just like any muscle physically, you have to be, it's disciplinary. Mm-hmm. To keep working that muscle, you have, I mean, you set a time to go to the gym every day. So I think that's, this is what I'm driving at. It's very important to, keep a regimen not to the point where it's it's uh just routine like we were talking about yeah it's where it's second nature yeah yeah but Mm -hmm. you know that you're intentional about it Mm -hmm. um you know you 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 take that time to you know maybe at least once or twice a week you take the kids from the wife to you know help her out and let her go have time with her friends or with god or whatever she needs to do. Yeah. I I think, I think for me, I could be a lot more intentional with what I'm doing. I feel like I'm going with the flow binge watching on, this is not specific, not even probably right, but I'm just being an example of kind of how things would go like binge watching on Tuesday night or, yeah, or, you know, and doing my, you know, I think, you know, I think my YouTube can honor God, but in my fishing can be something where I connect I, th- I do uh, like I love going fishing and I think connecting with nature connects me with God but I also think I can use that as um, I mean I'm focused on trying to make it a business trying to make money out of it and if I put that above God or I put that above my wife honestly or my kids I think that that is the wrong order yeah and I think that can be go right. from a good thing where I honor God to something I don't even that's, that's dishonoring God and not and worshiping that instead of him um, cause I think whatever we do is worship. Yeah. And, but are we doing it to honor him and are we worshiping, are we doing things in the right order? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, and don't, don't let that skew you guys and believe that you have to have a set. T- if you feel the need, like if you see something that moves your heart and you feel like you need to move into a state of worship, do it. Don't put that off. I mean, because that, it's uh, like you keep saying, it's less of an action and more of a mindset. 
Mm-hmm. So to stay in that mindset, you can't you can't put it off. I mean, do it whenever you feel the need. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, I mean, I try to, I've been trying to listen to more. I kind of go through periods of this listen to more worship music in the yeah. truck as I'm driving. Because mm-hmm. um, I go through periods of, oh, I'm going to listen to you know this pop stuff or this country stuff. Or, I do that too. Mm-hmm. And I go, I, honestly, that's like I go through this. All right, I don't want to listen to Christian music right now, you know, in my head. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to jam out. Right. And I don't think about jamming out when I'm doing Christian music and, right. and worshiping music. Um, but honestly, I feel like it was hurting my heart. Not because I've listened to maybe bad lyrics or stuff, because I don't try to listen to that stuff, but um, I think I was not taking opportunity to worship God in those moments, which was real. Like, and, and I've just I've been having a tough time right now with a lot of stress, with a lot of kind of so much going on in my life, and some um, health issues with family members, and I uh, I needed that time with God while I'm driving kind of reset yeah and uh and just kind of come to him and give things to him and so i kind of bounce between that and listening to a book right now yeah yeah i love the i love the analogy um of working out for example um because we're talking about spiritual muscle and, and flexing our spiritual muscle and and i love the like i said i love that analogy of working out because if you i get into periods where I'll go work out four days in a row and then I won't go for a week and a half. <laughs> and so then the first day I get back, I'm on a, I'm on a 90 day hiatus right now. <laughs> the first day I get back into the gym after a week and a half away, I'm so sore. I'm exhausted. I'm just beat down. And because I, whenever I go to the gym, I try to go really, really hard or really, really yeah. heavy. Yeah. And I think that's a good analogy with worship is you need that, constant you know you need that routine you need that that second nature of worship to you know fill you back up with the holy spirit Mm -hmm. that way when we're in a position where we're pouring out into people the holy spirit you know it that's a that that spiritual weight is exhausting and so you have to be able to you have to be able to fill yourself back up with the holy spirit through you know that 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 worship yeah i mean when you when you worship your cup runneth over right and that's that not only does that the slag flows to the top and mm-hmm. he skims that off but once you start overflowing that flows into other people right i can't tell me that's tell a great you analogy how, i can't tell you how many times that worship like when i'm at church that worship is a time where tears are rolling yeah. because it's oh, just yes. coming off of me and it's yeah. just yeah giving it to god and i'm just i'm just like yeah here lord here it is yeah I, I like the way you put that code because yeah. once because i mean if you i mean once you stop you know, if you were to get into a hiatus like we're talking about, eventually you don't have anything to pour out anymore. Right. And not only do people around you become empty, but you become empty as well. Right. And right. honestly, that's how I felt. That's how I've kind of, you know, I've kind of been trying to feel, uh, figure out what's going on with me, like, because I've just been stressed out. Yeah. Um, honestly, moving towards a little bit depression. And I felt empty. Yeah. I decided the other day, I'm empty. Yeah. I don't have anything to give, and I have all these things to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's why I've just been trying to. I've been, got back in the Bible app that I haven't been doing like faithfully, mm-hmm. um, and I've been trying to listen to more uplifting music and get back into my book. I was reading um, yeah. about 
uh, from Pastor Levi Lefko. So mm-hmm. I mean, it can be hard. I mean, it becomes work after mm-hmm. a while, and that that doesn't make it a bad thing. No, I mean, but it becomes like I said, you have to be intentional, mm-hmm. and there's always things that you're intentional about. You're not always going to want to do all the time, right? Like we don't want to go to work every day. There's some no. days we love to go to work. Some days we're kind of indifferent, but mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of days where we just. I know there's been a lot of times where I've hit the snooze button like three times because I'm like, I, I don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. There's no way. It's not happening today. And, you know, I have to slap myself. What's your record? How many times have you ever hit the snooze button? Oh, man. You don't want to know. <laughs> I think I think one morning I had my alarm set at 4.30 and to go to get up and go to the gym. And, and I, I didn't even realize I was hitting the snooze button. And I... <laughs> I lo- I looked at my phone and it was 5:30. So from 4:30 to 5:30, I was hitting the snooze button every 9 minutes and didn't even realize it. Oh man. Like an hour of hitting the snooze button. I've I've done that run of probably over an hour with two different alarms on my phone at the same time, <laughs> snoozing it. And uh that's now Desi just uh, turns my alarm. She just turns my phone off. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. And I wake up. And I'm like, Why is my phone not? Why did my Why did my alarm never go off? She's like, It went <laughs> off five times. Yeah, there's yeah. been a couple of times getting up to go to school because I get up about I don't know, fifteen to seven or about seven o'clock, and there'll be times where you know, I look at my phone. It's like six fifty-five, and I'm like, five more minutes. And then I'm like, I'm laying there. I'm like, okay, it's probably getting to be about that time. I'll look at my phone and it's like 7:30, mm-hmm. and I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> Throw on some sweatpants, get down the road. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so when you like when you work out for those four days, and then you wait a week and a half. Is there a noticeable change as far as how much you can lift? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's. So for example, um, I. Whenever I was whenever I was deployed, um, we I had rel- compared to some I had a relatively lax deployment in 2008, and so um, I would I would I had a routine. I would get up, I'd go to work, I'd get off work, I'd go to the gym. Yeah, and I did that for six months straight. So I gained a lot of weight, and I put on some serious muscle, and then I went home on leave for two weeks. And yeah. I told myself, I'm gonna work out when I go home. Because if I don't, when I come back from leave, it's going to be awful. Brutal. And so I didn't work out like I said I would. And I came back. And I think when I had left, and and mind you, I wasn't a big workout guru before. And so I, I got up to, you know, benching 220, 225 pounds before I went on leave, which isn't a lot by, you know, you know, weightlifting standards. 225 isn't, isn't a whole lot. No. And then I came back from leave not having worked out at all, like I said I would, and I could barely put up 185, like <laughs> four times. And it was and it was exhausting. It made me so mad. I almost gave up working out. That's how bad wow. I felt about it. I almost mm. gave up working out completely just because I felt that bad about it. But yeah. I didn't, and I stuck with it. Well, and it can be devastating so, to take that big a step back. Yeah, it can. That's yeah. another good point. I mean, actually, you're making me feel a lot better because <laughs> – uh, there was a point where when I was working out really steady, I got to a point where I hit 200 on my bench and mm-hmm. I just, I hit a wall. I right. couldn't, I couldn't get past that. 
So you're significantly bigger than I am, and to know that you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that you know, two twenty five is light, right? No, it's yeah. not light at all, right? But I just didn't feel like for a guy my size, two hundred was enough, right? But uh, anyway, no. so um, now I lost my point. Way to go, Zane. Good job, Zane. Uh, dang it. I think you had, you had asked me if. Um, you know, coming back off off of you know that week and a half, if that's tough, if it's noticeably yeah. different, and yeah, it is noticeably different. And I think I think kind of where you were going was taking a step back, taking a break from worship. Do you notice it when you get back into it? Yeah. Okay. Here here was my point is, yep. you know, there when you get back into it, it's not going to feel right. No. It's not going to feel like you're doing enough. Right. And I think there you have to get. Past, that's with anything. That's with prayer. Mm-hmm. That's with maybe serving in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're gonna feel like, almost like you're not worthy mm-hmm. of doing it because right. you haven't stuck with it, and right. you almost feel ashamed. Right. And I think that almost might be Satan trying to influence you, trying to keep you from getting back into it. One hundred percent. And really hitting it hard with, you know, God's work. One hundred percent. So. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like going back to church after missing six weeks or something, mm-hmm. and yeah, just kind of not like, feel not yeah. feeling like you deserve to be like there. I or I shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. Like God doesn't want me here, or God doesn't care that I'm here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's one hundred percent the devil trying to convince you to to take a step back again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so you touched on this a little bit ago. Um, what is something that you guys have found yourself worshiping over God in the past? Well, like I said money earlier. Um, I mean, I think money is easy yeah. to put above God. I mean, it's obviously something we need to live to provide for our family. And so it is a uh, necessity. And God doesn't hate money. Um, he just uh, hates our love of money. Yeah, And uh, that's really where, um, where it kind of turns. Yeah. And so we can go do our job and do it for his glory. And we can go, we can try to earn extra money. That's okay. But if you do it instead of serving or you do it instead of some other things, I think that you have a chance to put it in the wrong place in order. Right. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's, that's, I I always struggle with that line. Like where is the line between uh a love for God providing me with that money mm-hmm. and the love for money. Mm-hmm. You almost don't notice that you cross over it until it's too late. Yeah. And uh I know cuz God loves to bless his children with gifts. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you get to a point where you're like, okay, is is like you said, you step over the line where you're no longer praising the gifts that God's giving you. Mm-hmm. Now you're worshiping the things that you're being able to buy with this money or these gifts that you've yeah. that God's blessed you with. You're you're worshiping those things yeah. rather than. And I mean, we're not just talking about monetary gifts. We could be right. talking about like God has blessed you with your spouse. Yeah, God mm-hmm. has blessed you with your children. God has blessed you with your career. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you start uh, moving on up in your career. And, you know, 
you see this empire that you're building. I read, a, I read a, it was in a uh, Bible study that I did. Every Man a Warrior. I don't know if you guys have done it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think I might have. But it's a group Bible study. And uh, this guy built this construction company, this contracting company, built an empire on this thing. And uh, he was sitting at his desk one day, and he heard God spoke to him and say, do you love this more than me? And he kind of just put the question off. And shortly thereafter, there was some kind of issue with uh it was i can't remember what it it, it was some kind of basically his second command tried to flip him into the fire mm. and uh there was some kind of money laundering thing going on i think mm. and uh he was getting sued left and right and uh whole thing came crashing down on top of him mm. because you know he refused to realize that he loved his company and what he had built because he thought, you know, we grow up we grow up in this in this society where if you don't you know, you have to go out and do it yourself. Yeah. You know, we're told that, you know, you're a self made man, which is, you know, one hundred percent not true. Right. God gave you that motivation. God gave you that drive. You need God to God provided the opportunities. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. God provided the opportunities, God provided the uh the cash flow. He gave all that to you, and he can take it all away in an instant. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Because he was, his pride got in the way, and he thought that this was his. Well, you know, I this is not to uh, create a huge conversation about this, because this is a topic that is sensitive in the Christian world. Um, and But I'm going to talk a little bit about tithing. Yeah. For me, because it's a sensitive topic, because churches, you know, wanting your money and all this stuff because that's how that's how it's put out yeah. in kind of the I, I don't know in the world but for me tithing is so important because it puts my heart in the right place with my money yeah and that's what it's truly about god doesn't need your money god doesn't need this much money for the specific money for the church um the 10% the tithe just means he wants you to put your first 10 in so it puts your heart in the right place for the rest because if if your heart's not in the right place, which is all about the worship part, then you're going to be going down the wrong road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think money is, you know, like we were saying, you can worship money. But I think money can lead us down so many rabbit holes. Yeah. Money can lead us to pornography. It oh, can, yeah. It can lead us to gambling. It can, oh, yeah. It can lead us to stealing Mm-hmm. It, there's so much things that money is like a part of in this world. It opens a lot of doors to good and bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a good point though. And, uh, it, uh, man, I keep losing thoughts. <laughs> so we'll what's, back around to so it. what's another, what's another thing for you, Cody, that you think, um, you've possibly worshiped or that you have to watch out for now or struggling with whatever. Well, for me, um, so whenever I got, I'm in, I'm in real estate and whenever I got into real estate, um, I didn't have the greatest relationship with God when I got into real estate. And so I got into real estate for all the wrong reasons. If in my opinion, um, I got into it, I wanted to be a millionaire. I wanted to live in a 
giant house and drive fancy cars and I wanted to be well known. Um, that was why I got into real estate. And so for me, the one thing that I worshipped above God was my career. And my relationship with my wife suffered because of it. And my relationship with my kids suffered because of it. Um, it wasn't until my wife honestly saved me and brought me back to the depths of wherever I was worshiping my career. It wasn't until that moment that, that I realized that, okay, th- I need to make a change. And, yeah. you know, that was around the time where we started coming to Life Church. And, and then shortly thereafter started going to life group and then started serving at church. And that, I mean, that was the beginning of, of everything as far as my relationship yeah. with God is concerned. So yeah. was there, was there a drive to provide for your family as well? My honestly, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, my drive wasn't to provide for my family. My yeah. drive was simply selfishly yeah. I wanted to be well known. Yeah. I just I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be one of these real estate moguls that you see on HDTV. That <laughs> yeah. was that was my motivation, and that's what I wanted. <laughs> and um, and yeah, that was you know selfishly that was that was where I was in that yeah. at that stage of my life. Well, because yeah. I know a lot of guys, that's where they're at. I mean, I one of my I guess you can call him an uncle. Uh, he owned a trucking company, and he did over the road oversized load trucking for a long time Mm -hmm. and uh working you know 65 hour weeks hardly ever saw his family on the road all the time Mm -hmm. he would drive you know those uh wind turbines Mm -hmm. he would drive those from uh from california all the way down to florida Mm -hmm. parts for those Mm -hmm. or was it the other way around i can't remember but uh so she just grabbed him in kansas and well that's why i said (laughs) but anyway so uh you know and his his home life suffered because of that mm-hmm. because he wanted to provide and lay groundwork and it's okay to work hard mm-hmm. but you do not have to bust your back to provide for your family god will help you provide for your family right. yeah and if you let your number one mission as a as a husband and a father is to be a spiritual leader for your wife and your kids mm-hmm. And if you let that go by the wayside, right. that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's not going to let you go broke right. if you are, you know, doing your job as right. a husband and a father. Right. Yeah, I've had to I've had to make sure that my YouTube is not about becoming famous, not about the end result, but about my love for fishing. Yeah. Um and obviously, I am trying to make it a business because I think that is, um, I want to make it a business so that it gives me fruit, more free time. Um, and it changes my life a little bit, but it's not for, so I can afford expensive cars or afford um, expensive houses. I really want to do it because I want to change my lifestyle so I can have more time to serve, more time with my family, and that hopefully that's my hope that it allows. But I have definitely have to double, you know, double check myself and make sure are you doing this for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I think that's even, even when you're serving at church, I've had to double check that I'm doing things for the right reasons at the different levels that I've served at Life Church and make sure that I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this because he's calling me to this place and not because I just want this, want to be the number one serving person yeah. at Life Church to have this title. It's not about the titles. It's about the people. It's about be in the church. Um, and that's, uh, that's definitely has to be checking 
mm-hmm. you're worshiping. Are you checking? Are you worshiping the title of what you have, or are you worshiping? Yeah, doing this for God. Yeah, that's also a really hazy line. You may not even realize that you're doing that until it's too late, or someone, even someone, may be pointing it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may have no idea. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's been times I've had to check myself while serving because there have been there have been times where I've thought, wow, this opportunity to serve gets me in front of a lot of people that I could potentially sell a house to. And that's a scary thought. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, wait a second. No longer am I here for God, but now I'm all of a sudden, now I'm here for my own selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. And so there have been times, you know, while serving that I've had to be like, okay, check myself and and realize that I'm here for here for God and not here if for myself. Only, if only everybody that did a multi-level marketing did that for church. Right. <laughs> Check themselves before they came in with an idea. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I think this this passage from the, the, the worship um, piece that I was doing, so there are, before we can eradicate Anything that is receiving misplaced honor and adoration, first we have to become aware of what it is. Mm-hmm. So before you can eradicate that, you have to you have to be, get real with yourself and realize what it is that's that's yeah. Mispla- misplacing that. Yeah, maybe yeah. You, maybe even go as far as to ask someone, mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, have you noticed maybe somewhere where I've been striving for personal fulfillment rather mm-hmm. than fulfilling?" I think that's uh, super important to have a community around you that you're willing to be like. <laughs> Hey Zane, what what do you think? Am am, is, am I putting yeah. too much time into this? Is this worshiping something I shouldn't be? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and def, definitely have a checks and balance system. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think that you know we talk about all kinds of things on on this podcast, um, but it always comes back to community does matter, and it would definitely help in the situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only God is worthy to receive glory, honor, and power. And that's also another thing that you had mm-hmm. from your deal. Right. And I think that's a very important highlight because, I mean, no matter what it is, I mean, you can do without it. Mm-hmm. You can do without it, but you cannot do without God. Yeah, I think that when it comes down to idols, when it comes down to worshiping the wrong thing, people don't believe it. Yeah. They don't believe that that is a real concept. Yeah. Because they think that idols and worshiping something else besides God is worshiping like, because in the Bible it's like a gold statue of something. Or, yeah. And people say, like, well, that, that doesn't exist these days, so I'm not worshiping the wrong thing. I'm not worshiping video games, or I'm not worshiping TV or my phone. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't know if we want to get into a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about this. I mean, even back in that time, like Abraham, he worshiped the idea in a sense, worship the idea of having a son so much that he tried to take that matter into his own hands mm-hmm. and make it happen himself mm-hmm. with uh, Sarah's... That, that didn't end well, did it? No, it did not. And it still has not ended well to this day. But uh, And be, through that came Ishmael. And if he would just waited and uh, trusted God, mm-hmm. worshipped him only, then he would have had Isaac before too long. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I mean, and this is one of the highlights as I've been Reagan showed me this devotional that we've started to go through together called the Bible Project, and it goes mm-hmm. canonically, sequentially, 
Genesis to Revelation uh, in a year. And I had just gotten through Genesis. And and all these stories I always knew, but to see them, you know, all jam together in one long story, I mean, these people were evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, just evil and misplaced and misinformed. Mm-hmm. Reading I, Genesis is crazy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, it just blows my mind. And just all the things that they considered more worthy of their time than God, who who appeared to them in a very physical way back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where it would be undeniable that he was like... Like, I mean, it, it it's crazy. Uh, I don't even know if this is on topic, but crazy how, you know, he wiped everybody off the place of the earth with the flood. Yeah. But it, it, to read the stories up to that point and how heartbroken God was and how much he tried every single thing he thought he could try yeah, to bring people yeah. to him and to change people and to give them opportunities. Yeah. And they just threw them away. Well, I mean, that's what blows... It's just for God to appear to these people in every way possible, just short of physically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for them to still say, oh, I don't know about this God. I mean, that just blows me away. I would, I would love to just have him poof right there and say, this is what you need to do. Right. And, you know, they had that. And yeah. they still strayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I think talking about, you know, worshiping the wrong thing, Stephen Furtick, I was listening to a podcast of his, and he, he mentioned that we've come to a point in society where we worship singers and rap artists yeah. and models rather than the God that gave them the gift to do those things. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than worshiping the God that has all these divine power and he's the one that blessed all those people with those amazing gifts. You know, we're worshiping, worshiping them rather than him. Yeah. And it was so eye-opening to me whenever I heard that. Yeah, it's crazy. That brings up a question that I have. Okay. And because I don't think we've even seen each other since this happened. Mm-mm. What's your whole, what's your guys' take? On, I know what you're going to ask. Yeah. What's your guys' take on the whole Con- Kanye thing? Yeah, I'm going first. That was, uh, I'll, I'll, well, I mean, I'll give our guest the floor here. I, I, th- I honestly, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's 100 percent amazing. I think that this guy has got such an amazing following for all the wrong reasons. It's broad too. until until now. Yeah, there. I don't remember what the. I, I I was listening to the radio, or maybe it was maybe it was a podcast. So it was just hard to differentiate some of the time. Somebody said the um, the number of times Jesus has been Googled or the Bible has been Googled since he put out that new album has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on it's it's and it's yeah, crazy. I've, I've heard that. Well, I don't know what the number was, but right. it was crazy amount. Think about uh, how many people that listen to him mm-hmm. see this new album come out don't even know. Right, what he's talking about, and mm-hmm. they start looking up all this stuff. I'm like, "What is this? Yeah, this is awesome." Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I think from the from the time that I heard about it, I didn't question whether or not it was legitimate, right? Because you know, usually celebrities that 
claim they, they usually get go crazy. Mm-hmm. Whereas Con, Kanye, an argument can be made that he was crazy before, before. Oh, and yeah. now he's much more grounded. Right. I mean, I think it's incredible, but I've also wondered if maybe he would provide a stumbling block for some, mm-hmm. because uh, and even a lot of pastors, especially big televangel. Uh, televangel pastor it would you call i don't think you'd call craig a televangelist no uh i'm trying to not to get controversial here <laughs> but uh just um putting their faith in that person mm-hmm. rather than where that person gets their influence and power from mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, my my take on it is that <coughs> i i hope i hope that Christians that are bashing him stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that it's not our job to question his legitimacy. No. No. But it is our job to praise that Jesus is in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Jesus is on the front page of iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about a huge banner on the front of iTunes or Apple Music or whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. And that was his album, Jesus. Jesus is King. Yeah, yeah Jesus is King, yeah. and it's it's just phenomenal. Yeah, um, you know, I seen like a, a Saul to Paul type of story, and you know, now like a they were talking about how it's a dang it, I lost my words, a New Age mm-hmm. Saul to Paul story. Yeah, um, but it just I don't know, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, and it, it's it's I mean, we need to pray for him too. Yeah, I mean, don't forget that just because he is. What what our society today would call an elevated platform does not mean that he is above our prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to absolutely say, look, I pray that his influence would bring many more people to you, and because he has he has he has a platform, and, yeah, and it's a big one, and he's going to get attacked more than oh yeah more than the average person oh yeah who oh, yeah. commits their life to Christ. Well, I mean, uh, he. That's the thing with this is in his community, in his uh, niche, if you will, he has everything to lose right. for this. Right. But he has so much more to gain. Right. So much more to gain. Right. And that's something. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, you're talking celebrity. You're talking Hollywood. Yeah. You're talking the an industry that yeah. totally rejects what he's putting out. Right. Yeah. And, but he has one of the biggest platforms in that industry. Yep. And I, you know, I think, like you said, he needs prayer because the haters are going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're going to come out strong, and they're going to, you know, I think the most important part for Christians to understand is not to judge him on base based on the next time that he fails because he's going to fail. Oh, yeah. he's a human exactly. being. He's in yes. the media and he's going to fail. He's mm-hmm. going to screw up. Um, he's going to say the wrong thing, probably politically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we won't get into that. Mm-hmm. But. He's a human being. Yeah. Pastors are going to screw up too. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, we hold pastors to a higher standard, but still they're human beings. And um, I love when Pastor Craig's vulnerable and talking about his, you know, his difficulties when he's, yeah. when he's frustrated at God. And um, But we really got to, we got to not step into that criticizing zone as Christians yeah. and really uh, just share the love. Well, mm-hmm. especially, especially because he's new. I mean, it's very easy for a new Christian to expect to receive all these things when they become a Christian for their life to get way easier. When mm-hmm. in fact, a lot of times, because your eyes are open to so much, right. your life gets way harder. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying, you know, his his community 
is the polar opposite of what he's talking about mm -hmm. now. So, I mean, he could lose friends because of this. He could lose, uh, you know, he could lose a lot. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be really discouraging for him. And that's why I say we need to pray for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's, that it all goes back to worship. We are, we are all on the same level. He is no different from us. Mm -hmm. And we all need to elevate God and revere God and worship him because of this. So, yeah. So Psalms 98, four through six says shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth burst into jubilant song and music, make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing with trumpets and the blast of a ram's horn shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Should we blow a ram's horn? I didn't bring mine. <laughs> Dang it, I need, I need to add that in. Post edit. Probably not. Don't don't expect it. <laughs> um, so where else besides the church pew can worship be found? We talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, we talked about it like personally and stuff. Um, I don't know if there's any more to add to that. Yeah, I mean, just like in the car. Yeah. For example, I'll be driving to work, and I'll put on my worship playlist and just... Out of nowhere, I'll just be jamming out, and I'll just raise my hand, and probably look like a—I probably look crazy <laughs> driving down the road, just my hand in the air, just just praising and worship. And I mean, but it's it's a been it's there a, before, yeah. But it's a posture of the heart, and that's that's one thing that you know. Um, one of these is is worship is a divine appointment with our God. It is both an extravagant expression and a reserved stillness. It is singing and it is silence. It's being still and knowing he is God, and it's celebrating with banners and, and dancing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what type of song we sing, whether it's from the most popular group in worship music scene or a hymn written in the 1700s. The style is not what's important. It's the condition of our heart. Yeah. So. And uh, I don't think that... Uh, I'll, just, I'll just read uh, another thing that I got from your, your notes. Mm -hmm. uh, when we attend a weekly worship service, we might raise our hands up as far as they'll reach, or we may worship in a quiet manner with eyes closed. Regardless of whether we are f physically dynamic or reservedly humble, our plethora of, our, of or lack of external countenance does not give us the right to assume anything about anyone else. Mm -hmm. So everybody worships different. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. don't feel... And I'd say that's, that's another way that... Uh, we can stumble is, you know, mm -hmm. we feel everyone else is doing it. I have to do it. I mean, don't, don't fall into that. You don't have to, you know, be real animated to revere God. Yeah. And, yeah. and same polar opposite. You don't have to be very animated and look at somebody else who isn't and, and judge that, Oh, they're, they're not as spiritual as I am. Exactly. They're not exactly. as, you don't, that's, that's not. The I, think, I think that's why I love life church because you got you got a lot of people that raise their hand, mm -hmm. but you got a lot of people that don't. Right, and it doesn't make one better than the other. Right, it, and it's, it's honestly it comes from probably backgrounds, mm -hmm. different church bringings. Because I think Life Church brings a lot of different, you know, styles of people or people used to attend church, yeah, like yeah. Lutheran right. or Pentecostal or Baptist. Yeah, and I think it brings a lot of people together um, because I think it's the posture of the church, the heart of the church, that is different at Life Church and. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think also, and I want to throw this out there, that we have to be careful with worship at church. You know, a lot of people will come into a church and judge a church by the by the music. Mm -hmm. And 
wor- worship is not about this type of music. It could be a hymn or it could mm-hmm. be a up tempo um, modern Christian yeah. song, <clears throat> and it matters where your heart's at. Yep. It. And I think a lot of people get tripped up by that and honestly use it as an excuse to say, hey, well, that church. And, and I'm not saying that there, you know, some people like contemporary music and that makes them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Some people like more classical stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't, and that's okay to leave and go find a different church, but don't make that the only sole excuse for, well, that church is terrible or, or even judge a church. I mean, I've right. heard our church be judged so many times mm-hmm. by our, by our loud music with our lights <laughs> and mm-hmm. our, I've seen it on Facebook don't. multiple times that people are like, man, that church is just crazy. I mean, like they're not even, they don't even believe in Jesus or something like that. <laughs> don't they have earplugs <laughs> yeah. by the doors yeah, they at do. live church? Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. I just think that's crazy. And people are like, <laughs> you can't even feel the Holy Spirit in our yeah, church. Yeah. I'm like, did you go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm an old school guy. I like the old hymns, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus and Come Thou Fount and all that stuff. I love that stuff. Um, but I, that doesn't mean I can't, you know, Absolutely. get into it yeah. with, you know, all the stuff they have at Life Church. I mean, there is some incredible moving songs oh, yeah. that yeah. Life Church and Elevation Worship and all those guys have come up with, and uh, you know, because it's 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 all relevant. It yeah. doesn't matter what form it comes in. Exactly. It's it's all relevant. Right. I mean, I mean, the Bible's the same back then as it as it is today. Right. So yeah, and I love going back home and going to going to Sunday morning service and just because you go back to your roots, you know, you go back to, (laughs) you know, your very first interaction with God. And that was, you know, sitting in the pew and, and having the scripted service, you know, and, and memorizing the scripted service. And, and I've loved that, you know, and I love life church too. So it's a little bit of everything. I went to, I went to a, a a funeral that had, you know, they did worship music like that. It was scripted. It was Mm -hmm. a Baptist church, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, It was in Oklahoma actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, uh, I did, it is funny because my wife like knew all the songs because she mm-hmm. grew up doing the songbook and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what these songs are. Right, <laughs> right. Raise my hand, anyways. <laughs> right, right, right. But it was, you know, I've got the book and I still enjoyed it, enjoyed yeah. it, and felt yeah. felt you know felt that movement of God yeah. there. Right. Yeah. I think uh, one area where I feel most moved is watching. Uh, and a lot of times there'll be a song that speaks to me, real personally. But a lot of uh, Watching someone's life play out, whether that be a documentary mm-hmm. or uh, a movie, and I remember distinctly the first time I ever cried watching a movie was "It's a Wonderful Life," mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. You've never seen "It's a Wonderful Life," no. so just to give you a synopsis, basically George Bailey uh, puts everyone else before him his entire life, mm. and uh, all of a sudden he's getting ready to lose his business. And uh, basically everything's piling up on him at once. Mm-hmm. So he goes and gets drunk and decides, you know, maybe it'd be better if, uh, you know, I just well, if I was never been born. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he goes to this bridge, getting ready to kill himself. And God has sent an angel down to uh, show him how important he is. Mm-hmm. And he's getting ready to jump off this bridge, and this angel jumps off instead. So he mm-hmm. jumps in to save the angel. And the angel says, well, let's take you back in time and show you what life would be like. Not even back in time. Uh, takes him to an alternate universe mm-hmm. where it shows him what life would be like if he had never been born. He mm-hmm. never would have saved his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never... 
would have built all these homes mm-hmm. because he owned a savings and loan. Mm-hmm. Never would have built all these homes for these people that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, the town he lives in would have become would have become Pottersville, mm-hmm. and uh, it would have been rife with you know sex and drugs and mm-hmm. drinking and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so, finally, he's had enough because he's going crazy. You know, nobody knows who he is. So he goes back to this bridge and uh, and he's calling out to Clarence, who's the a- the angel. He's calling out to Clarence, asking him, you know, take me back, take me back. And finally, he just bows his head and says, please, God. And all of a sudden, the snow starts to fall and everything's back to normal. Mm-hmm. As soon as he says, please, God, everything is back the way it was. Yeah. And that, I, waterworks instantly. <laughs> Floodgates were open, and ever since then, if I'm watching a movie that has anything to do with fatherhood mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, depicting what God can do for you, right? Uh, it's it's very hard to hold back the tears. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. That was a long, drawn-out That's good. That was good. Spoiler alert. Oh, that's a little late. Um, <laughs> well, this movie's from like the 1940s, so. <laughs> yeah. That statute of limitations is long gone on that one. Yeah. All right, so um, I don't know. Where's our next point today? Uh, we pretty much bounced around through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would say uh, worship often. Don't just wait till you feel prompted or. So mm-hmm. how, so, so a whole thing is here, spiritual muscle. So how do we grow the spiritual muscle of worship let's let's end it with that talk about that for a couple minutes um and just help people understand how do they grow their spiritual muscle to recap Mm. i think like we were talking about before just be intentional uh do it when you feel the need maybe even do it when you don't feel the need maybe Mm -hmm. you go to pray and you don't know what to say so just start praising him for the things he's given you just start running off a list Mm -hmm. um i mean think about the prayers that have been answered uh, when you're driving you know through town and you see something that moves you do it then yeah. I mean it, it takes it it takes work you have to be intentional I think to go back to working out analogy being disciplined mm-hmm. I think you have got to be very disciplined in your worship yeah. just to keep it con- consistent and to keep your cup full so mm-hmm. that you can pour into other people honestly yeah, yeah. I think uh, the being consistent with where you're putting what you're putting your heart into, um, and watching out for that's a good one where you're putting your heart. Um, I think that will help you grow that spiritual muscle yeah. of worship, um, because where your heart is is what you're worshiping. That's that's a good one. If you're eating junk food, you're not going to get very muscular. Right. No, nope. can't go to the junk food drawer. I know that firsthand. <laughs> anyway, so this is this has been full of riveting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a long episode. This yeah. is I a apologize. long episode. We started out with an audio issue. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is, I think, I because of our audio. I don't know because of how I record it. We don't have an actual count, but I think we're about an hour and twenty, hour and thirty minutes. Wow, wow. that'll be our longest one. Wow. So you, you guys can. So if, if anybody stays long. this long and listens to us this long, yeah, shout out to you guys. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> and because you've stayed this long, you get a free. No, I'm kidding. We don't have anything <laughs> to give you. But we will tell you, Happy New Year, because we might be recording this in 2019, but this is gonna be coming out. 
2020. So happy new year. If, if, if the world still exists, oh, maybe Jesus came back. New year, new us. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. No oh boy. <laughs> no, no, we don't need puns. <laughs> anyway, well, Cody, thanks for being on. Man, it was a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. I'm yeah. Very excited. Yeah, we'll about have this. to have you on again. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. We need to do more guests. Oh, we do. Yeah. I enjoy this a lot. Maybe we'll get a fourth mic and have Brandon and Cody on. Oh, oh boy. that'd be trouble. Oh, Man, no. That would, that be, would be cool. that would be at least three hours of content. No, yeah, you'd have, to, you'd have to split it up into installments. <laughs> part one and part two. Part one and part two. Anyway, yeah. um, I'll touch on. Make sure you check us out on social media. We'll we'll try to post on there a little more. We've been a little, well, as of this moment, we've been lackadaisical. So yeah. we'll try to get on there a little more and maybe get some comments. So maybe we'll be able to do some uh, questions. We've been talking about doing two minute Tuesdays on YouTube, but I don't know. We'll see. No questions yet. No questions yet. As of today, I'm maybe from sure. our maybe from our moms. I don't know. Yeah. I still think we just need to make some up and get the ball rolling. <laughs> it's like a snowball thing. You can't get a snowball unless you start packing the Maybe one first. Cody is a listener. Maybe he'll throw a question on, on, on Facebook for us, then we can ask, answer his question. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I can do that. Do you have one now? Maybe we can touch I, on it next week. I don't no. have one right no? now. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, where else can they reach us? Uh, I think it's Facebook. I don't know if I ever did the Instagram. <laughs> We're well, really we're really great around here. Instagram is we're we're a work anyway. in progress. We're not very photogenic anyway, so maybe yeah. by the maybe by the time this episode comes out in twenty twenty, maybe you'll have yeah. your stuff together. New Year, new uh, us. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't even know. What are we gonna post? Pictures of uh, our microphones. Our microphones. Yeah. Pick. Are, are, are we gonna screens? memes like godly memes or <laughs> yeah? That Brandon definitely could handle that. <laughs> oh yeah. He, that would be his job. Yeah. Uh, godly memes for us. Why don't we make him our uh, our our web consultant? Brandon? Yeah. Does he do that stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Does he? You have to call him up. <laughs> you said he does memes. I guess well, he, he, the same thing. he likes to send us memes all the time. Oh, so. okay. Okay. So he could find some good ones for us. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, just reach out to us if you have any questions. Uh, until then, Happy New Year. Suit up. Fight on. See you guys later. See you.